Welcome to Talking Confidence with me, Holly Kaplan. Having confidence in the workplace is essential for progress, fulfillment, and yes, survival. The issue is that confidence doesn't always come easy and is impacted and influenced along the way. Well, as a confidence coach, I know the key to finding and keeping your confidence is to recognize how professional situations have affected how you think of yourself. In this podcast together, we will examine exactly what impacts women's confidence in the workplace. We're going to get raw in these episodes. We are going to peel back the layers of social interactions, company culture, gender discrimination, ageism, and more. My guests will include entrepreneurs, corporate executives, and business owners. We are going to get down to what these women are really feeling. Expect vulnerability, openness, and relatability. But most importantly, expect to find your confidence. In this podcast series, we talk a lot about women and their confidence. We discuss our trials and tribulations as adults in our professional and personal lives. But what has been intriguing me lately is what about the confidence of the younger generations? I mean, I know where we stand, those of us over 40 and 50, but what about college and high school-aged women? I wanted to know more about what is affecting and impacting their confidence at their young age, and importantly, how we can provide them support. So I decided to record a two-part series to address this topic. In the next two episodes, you will hear revealing conversations with the leaders of the Texas Women's University Center for Women Entrepreneurs. And then the second part, you will hear from the creators of a new organization at New Tech High School here in Capel, Texas, specifically for young women's empowerment titled Clarity Empowers. I think you'll find the discussions in these next two episodes honest, a bit challenging, but also inspiring. My two guests today in part one of this series are Tracy Irby, Director of the Texas Women's University Center for Women Entrepreneurs, and Dr. Donnalisa Stenyard, the Associate Director of the Texas Women's University Center for Women Entrepreneurs. You will hear us discussing what college women face today in the way of confidence, how it affects their performance, ideas, and self-esteem. Please be sure to listen through to the end of this episode so you can hear my two tips for college women who are finding their confidence. First, here's more on Tracy and Donna Lisa. Tracy Irby is the director at Texas Women's University Center for Women Entrepreneurs. She helped start the advising program as their first small business advisor. Previously, she worked six years as a business advisor for small business development centers. She has been a serial entrepreneur for over 25 years and owned one of the first Sears hometown dealer stores, a gym, a bounce house rental business, an online self-defense business, in addition to being a licensed insurance agent and property investor. She has an MBA and BBA in marketing from Texas A&M University Commerce. She is a graduate of the OU Economic Development Institute and holds certifications as an economic development finance professional and an entrepreneurship center manager. Dr. Donnalisa Stinyard is a veteran and entrepreneur with three decades of leadership experience and an aspiration to empower women that might be struggling to find value in their voice. She started her own coaching business to help them reach their full potential. 
Donna Lisa serves as the Associate Director at Texas Women's University Center for Women Entrepreneurs with the focus of advancing the university's mission to help women in Texas to become successful business owners. She has a master's degree in exercise science and health promotions and a doctoral degree in business management with an emphasis on organizational leadership. Tracy and Donna Lisa, thank you so much for being here today. I'm so excited to talk to the both of you because you're both so much fun to have a conversation with, but I know that our topic is super, super relevant. So thank you for being here. And as always, before we get into our content today, how do we know each other? And Tracy, I'm going to start with you because I met you first. (laughs) Well, I met you in Dallas at the Veteran Women Entrepreneur Center. Yes. Like... How many years ago? That was pre-COVID, and that feels like a long time ago. (laughs) I know. It feels so long ago. Maybe 18 or 2018 or 19. It might have been 2018 or 19. So that's how we met, and we connected over what we both do for a living. So it's nice. It's nice that we have become such good friends. And Miss Donna Lisa, how did we meet? So I met you through Tracy. So I think I met you down there at um, the Veterans Enterprise Center um, as well. And then really connected with you recently at our local profile summit. Um, So, yeah. Okay. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. Thank you for having me at the local profile summit. They just got a sweet shout out for their yearly event. So, Um, well, will each of you give us a little information on yourself so our our listeners can know more about you and where you're coming from for this conversation today. And we'll go with Tracy. Okay, great. Uh, Thank you. So I'm the director at the Center for Women Entrepreneurs at Texas Women's University. Uh, And I also teach two classes here. Uh, But before that, a small business advisor for six years and entrepreneur for about 25 years. That's terrific, which makes you perfect for your role with um, Texas Women. So thank you. I know they appreciate you. And Miss Donna Lisa, tell us about you. Yeah, so I'm the program director here at Texas Women's University Center for Women Entrepreneurs. And I just hit my third year here in September and super excited to be here. Um, And prior to that, um, I'm actually retired from the Army after 20 years Um, I did that. And then I was in the recreation industry for a while before I became an entrepreneur myself for several years before coming here to Texas Women's University. Well, congratulations on your three-year anniversary and everything else that you've done. Thanks. Yes. Yes. Well, you, you two ladies are the perfect people to have this conversation with, because I know we want to talk about confidence and entrepreneurship. And you ladies are both in the face of it every day because of what you do. So because of Texas Women's University. And this conversation is important because both of you work with students. You're working with a lot of female students who want to become business owners. And obviously we're very proud of them. How would you describe their confidence at this level in their lifetimes, in their academic journeys? What is their confidence like? I feel like it's really very low in, in many aspects that they don't feel comfortable sometimes even speaking up in class, uh, that they have trouble when they're doing assignments. I just find many things that, that they're lacking the confidence that maybe was more prevalent years ago. Yes. 
Yes, yeah. for sure. Yeah, I would agree with that. I think that it's very interesting as, especially as we have more and more women are kind of stepping into that spotlight and opening up the door to kind of speak more for ourselves and advocate for ourselves. I feel like it's like the door is open, but nobody's walking through it, mm. right? We kind of lack the the confidence to step through there. Uh, we're always questioning our value and our worth and, and, and the expectation is for somebody to make us feel that instead of feeling that ourselves. Okay. That's a really interesting point because we're all of a different generation and we had to really feel confident for ourselves. That's what was taught to us anyway. And Donna Lisa, you brought up a really good analogy. It's like the door is open, but they're not walking through. Why are they not walking through? It's like, but you said, you alluded to the fact that they're looking to draw from other people for their confidence instead of themselves. Could you give us a little bit more on that so we can help? Yeah, them? I just think, you know, I'm a, I'm a firm believer that society puts a lot of pressure, especially on women. And I feel like we, um, you know, we are, we kind of just, I guess uh, we heard a, a talk the other day about labels. I feel like society puts a label on women and, you know, uh, again, that door is open for us to walk through it, but yet we're hesitant to rip that label off of ourselves, right? Society is saying um, that, uh, you know, we're not, we're not supposed to be assertive and we're not supposed True. to be direct. And, you know, we, you know, I don't know. I just, I feel like it's, uh, and uh, that we're not, um, we're waiting for somebody else to tell us it's okay to come through the door. It's okay to do those things. Right. Well, to your point, it's conflicted messaging. So which is it? So you stand at the door, you're like, wait, do I go through? Do I not go through? What am I supposed to do? Tracy, what are your thoughts on this? Oh, I feel like too, that it is often difficult for them to start. And maybe they have never really had to be in situations like this and that it's uncomfortable. So they're afraid to go into the unknown, that they aren't sure what's going to happen if they go go through that door. I've noticed even sometimes when we have students and maybe some of our workshops, as we go around and introducing themselves, that they often have trouble even looking looking us in the eye and and feeling comfortable with talking about their business. Right, which you think would come naturally because it is their business and they should be confident about what they're doing. You would think that Definitely. they would have those, those skills. What did we say the other day? Soft skills that they need to have to promote themselves and be confident in what they're doing. What do you think we're going to do two sides of this? First one is, what do you think helps their confidence right now? What do you think helps them? Well, I think support from others and letting them know it is okay to speak out, that we don't have to be perfect in everything that we we do, uh, that we hold... And again, hold the door open for them and maybe uh, walk them through it as well. Uh, Sometimes when people are in an uncomfortable situation, if there is a friendly face or or something like that, it makes it easier for them to speak up if they feel that they're welcome in that area. I think give them the opportunity, let them know that they are not alone in that, that we all sometimes may feel uncomfortable or not very confident in which situations. is human and normal. Yeah. Yeah. That we don't, that, that we aren't 
you know, always familiar with. So I think just giving them the opportunity and supporting them. Donna, Lisa, what are your thoughts on what's making me confident right now? Oh, good. Bring it. I I wholeheartedly uh, agree with Tracy on that. I think, again, you know, uh, as uh, women, you know, helping other women feel that confidence and reassuring and, you know, always giving um, accolades and and boosting them up. But the other thing, too, I think, Holly, that it it really uh, stems from is knowing yourself. Yes, I am a huge advocate for self-awareness and knowing who you are. And I wonder sometimes if we're hesitant to walk through the door, if we're hesitant to sit down at the table, because we don't know who we are. We don't know what our values are. We don't know how we really feel about a topic. And so when we come into a situation, we're less likely to speak up because we don't really know how we feel about something. So I think knowing who we are and understanding that has a lot to do with how confident we are in a room. I agree because it's easier to say nothing because if you have a fear of looking like a jackass, if you will, not that you would be, but it's just your own fear. You're not going to say anything and therefore you don't insert yourself and therefore you don't participate. I've been right. there. I, to- I totally, totally understand that. It's hard to walk in as your authentic self when you're not really sure what that looks like. Yeah. So, okay, let's go to the flip side of this. And I think this one's going to be interesting. What do you think challenges their confidence? What do you think affects them from the outside? Let's not go from the inside because we're talking about the inside and authentic self. What are the things that contribute to the lack of confidence from the outside? Oh, that's a, it's such I, a I like this one. This is a big one. This well, big it's one. such a different world today too. And I think uh, a lot of people are now living through their phone. Uh, They're not getting together and talking with people that many times they're texting the person right next to them. And I think that does hurt their confidence. I mean, along with Filters. I think many times with social media and some of the other places, people are looking for confidence or validation that many of them are putting on these filters that really aren't them at all and keep working on that. And I think all of that really kind of beats down their their confidence in themselves. You're right, because it's like they can't be themselves. I'd rather be a filter than be who I am. I need to look like this for people to like me. Um, And the other part that you said about the the damn iPhones, it's easier to just communicate that way. I see Donna Lisa laughing. I know. know. Um, You don't have to really, really be yourself if you're just on the iPhone the whole time. You don't have to have that face-to-face interaction. So they're not practicing it. They're not practicing face-to-face interaction. Donna Lisa, I know you have something you want to say on this point. Yeah, I think comparison is the thief of joy. And I think social media lends that, right? I mean, you go out and you see, um, I think a perfect example is, I don't know if you follow, I am Tabitha Brown on social media. Um, She's a woman, she's, you know, she's been trying to break into um, Hollywood for years and years and years. And she's been out there. And, you know, she finally has been getting parts. And I mean, I mean, her career has literally just taken off. Right. And I think we look at her 
um, especially like women that are just starting out maybe as an entrepreneur or, you know, in, in business or trying to grow in their career. And we look at, and we don't realize that the, that a lot of these people, they've spent like 10 and 20 years trying to get where they're at, right? Tracy and I always talk about, um, you know, if you think that you're going to start your business and become like a millionaire in the first year, you're crazy, right? Just because you're seeing what other people are doing. So I think looking at what other people are doing, you feel, we feel like we have to step into that instead of, um, finding the joy in where we're at in our journey and having the confidence to be there right, and grow there. Yeah, I agree with you. And I will openly blame that on reality TV. I will blame it on social media. I will blame it on all those things that make these kids think they can get rich, have the perfect butt, get all the likes in the world and have a million followers. It's not real. It's not real. Agree. And when you compare to that, what are you supposed to do with that? Yeah. No, everyone is not Kim Kardashian. We're you're just <laughs> well, and we I think it sets up a false reality for everyone. And then we we also see people on influencers. Oh, I could be an influencer, and they think that's something that happens immediately, but they don't realize those people started out with one follower, that it takes time. And I, I think that kind of takes away too when people think everything it that they need to be a certain way and that they, as you said earlier, some of them look a certain way yeah. uh, on TV and social media and that immediately they can be an influencer and it doesn't happen just as in business. It doesn't happen overnight that there are steps that all of these people have taken to get there. Right. I agree. There's a process. Yeah. There's a it process. It's not them. overnight. Yeah. I mean, I think we should be as confident starting our business as we would be in 10 years when our business is going well and, and we are making, you know, a million dollars. Why can't we have that same confidence? I think that's a really good point because when you have that confidence from the beginning, you're only going to get more and more momentum as you go. Right. Because we all know we put positive energy out there. We get positive energy back. Right. So, well, thank you for covering this with me because I think those are these issues are, are important to discuss because there are ways for us to overcome them and help them feel more confident. But before I get to that, here's another level. How do, how do these issues impact their confidence emotionally because it creates, it, it makes for low confidence, low self-esteem when you've got all these comparisons and you aren't comfortable speaking with people face to face. What do you think it does to them and how do they feel? Well, I know, you know, we're talking about, you know, a lot of the, you know, the younger generation. So we're talking about students yeah, and yes, you students. Know, uh, millennials, generation Z and, you know, below. And, you know, I know that uh, those generations are riddled with anxiety, you know, so I think that emotionally, right, it would be it's hard when somebody is battling with anxiety to step into confidence, right? I mean, it's, you know what I mean? It's, it doesn't, doesn't feel right for them. So I feel like emotionally anxiety would have a huge impact on somebody's confidence. 
Yeah, well, it generates fear because the fear and anxiety go hand in hand. You kind of you can't have one without the other. And that sometimes it appears that it's almost crippling for them. Oh, that yeah. They cannot move forward because they're so anxious and sometimes even about normal everyday activities, you know, is is meeting somebody for the first time can can be so, so difficult for them. Uh, having to speak out loud in front of a group is another, you know, that is very, very difficult. So I think it really uh, inhibits who all they can be. I think that's a really good point. That's a really good point because they have those limiting beliefs about themselves. I can't do this. I won't do that. I shouldn't speak up. I'm afraid to go on the screen for something, you know, on a Zoom. They don't want to show their faces. Um, I think we talked about that last week. I mean, it's just, you're right, Tracy, it's crippling and it doesn't do anything to help them develop. So, um, So now we know this, we know what holds them back. We know what kind of technology, you know, is around, it's having an impact, it's soft skills, it's all of everything that we've talked about. What can we do? What can we do for them to help them improve their confidence? Uh, I think we need to be there for them as much as possible. Uh, If they're coming into a situation we know that might be comfortable, we try to make it more of a safe space for them, or if they're going to need to speak, be the person to greet them and bring them into the group where they'll feel more comfortable or more confident uh, with what, what we're doing, give them praise. Right. Right. Let them know they're that they've done something great, or we're all here to hear about it and just really promote the positive that they can feel and relate to. Right. I agree with you because then they're going to be warmed up and they'll be ready to enter a conversation, conversation or situation. Donna Lisa, what do you think? Yeah, I know we didn't talk about this last time, but I've just kind of been pondering this question. And I think the other thing too is, is having the opportunity to kind of get to know them and under, and, and kind of, I think when we can find what their passion is and they can, because you know, like, if I add, if I start talking to you about what you're passionate about, I mean, I know for myself, it's like somebody hit the gas pedal and I'm ready to go, right? So I think it's helping them to kind of come out of their shell in that aspect is asking them about things that you know that they're passionate about and asking them if they would be willing to share that uh, maybe in a small group or um you know, sharing their thoughts. Because I think, again, like Tracy said, that's providing them a safe space for them to be able to share um, and being able to give them some of that positive reinforcement in that uh, in that situation. I, I like what you're saying because it's giving, giving them an opportunity to practice because maybe they got to practice doing Definitely. it. I think if also if we can set some expectations for them, if they know ahead of time what may be uh, expected, that we can eliminate that fear of the unknown. Uh, hey, I want you to come today and we're going to work on this project and you may need to speak. But if you know ahead of time, then you're not caught off guard. And I think that can help help as well. I agree with you. Set the expectations which is important when they become entrepreneurs or business owners, they need to set the expectations for themselves and their employees. So I think that's a good way for them to practice it. 
I want to switch to a different topic, but this is essential to business ownership and it is essential to confidence. And that is networking. That is networking. It's essential for business ownership, um, especially for these, for these women and seeing that confidence might be a challenge as we've talked about today. What are some recommendations that you have to help them feel positive and excited about networking opportunities for their businesses? You ladies had some terrific ideas on this last week. Yeah. Write a book on it. Yeah. We just, I mean, we just mentioned it, right. And that's practicing. So I know uh, we have a couple of programs here at, at, at the center for students and um, one of our scholarship programs. And one of the things, one of our key uh, workshops is networking. It's how to network. It's understanding, right. That I don't think most of us generally don't know how to network. Right. I mean, we understand it's walking into the room and all that kind of stuff. But I think we it's giving them the tools that they need in order to network. Like, why are you wanting to network? What's that purpose behind it? Um, and kind of giving them some tools to be able to go into that conversation. And even more so now with, um, you know, we have so many opportunities to network virtually. So while, you know, we're still networking, it's a little bit different. You've got to turn your camera on. You know, you've got to be willing to reach out on LinkedIn and say, hey, I would really, you know, I really admire this about you. I would love to to know more about it. Right. And so it's giving them the tools to be able to do that. Agreed. Agreed. I think they need to be present. And that's something we can help them with. If you're networking, really be there to network. Put away your phone. Don't (laughs) you know, if if you are uncomfortable Find your outgoing friend and and work with them because they can help break into groups or talk to other people if that is something that that you're not comfortable comfortable with. Know you have value. Your business has value, and if it's something that that you love and really enjoying that, it's going to come across. People are going to want to hear about it and what you're doing when you have passion for what you're doing. Right. I agree. There's no stopping you. Like Don Lisa said, she's pushing the gas pedal all the way to the ground when she's thinking about what she's, what she's talking about, what she's passionate about. Yeah. And I think the other thing too, Holly is, you know, when it's so easy, when you go to an event, especially if you're, you know, local to an area, like we are here in Denton, you go, you kind of see the same people, Um, So it's really easy because we always like to go where we're comfortable, right? We want to stand with a group of people that we know. Um, I mean, ask Tracy. Usually I'm attached to her. Um, (laughs) She's the friend I bring when I go um, because Tracy's really great at networking and she's really good at introducing and stuff. But um, also it's, it's opening our circle. So as you're sitting there with a group of people that you've been talking to for a long time, if you see somebody pass by that, you know, maybe uh, and you can tell when somebody's uncomfortable, you can see it all over their face when they're, you know, the wallflower on the wall trying to, you know, if, open up your circle and let them in say, Hey, why don't you come over here? Introduce yourself. I think I've seen you before. Right. And really open up that circle and and be inclusive to those individuals that maybe aren't as, um, you know, prone to being great networkers. Right. I think that's terrific because when you invite someone into your circle, that shows your confidence and it will make 
her confident, the one you're bringing in, because she'll think they want to talk to me. So I think you really have to pay it forward to help elevate, elevate each other in this situation. And something else we talked on, talked about last week and a little bit today is find someone who looks like you and go to them. If you see somebody that looks like they're a little bit lost and you might be alone, you're alone and they want to meet people, but they don't know how, go to them and introduce yourself and start a conversation Yeah, because you probably both have a lot in common. If nothing else, then the fact that you're both uncomfortable. Right, exactly. Are you uncomfortable? Yeah, I am too. Great. We got that going on. <laughs> That's a great the bar. <laughs> Find the bar. Um, we had also talked about how to talk. Like when you do meet that person, when you are networking, we talked about different phrases that the ladies could use to open up dialogue. And one of them was open up a conversation with, so Don Lisa, tell me about X, Y, Z. Like when you're networking, get the other person to talk about themselves, you know, get them talking because that's where the passion comes through and that's where the relationships happen. And that's where the confidence happens. Yeah. Yeah. I think the other thing too, Holly, and this is something that I try to do and I try to set myself a goal when I go to a new event. Like I'll tell myself, I want to meet one new person, one new person, right? And I think that that really um, helps you push yourself out of your comfort zone, right? Yes. And then as you get better meeting one person, then maybe the next time you can tell yourself, you know what, today I'm going to really step out and I'm going to meet two new people. Um, And that can be really, really hard. And um, I just did it last week. myself. And it's just telling yourself, okay, one person, right? That's all. That's all you have to do. Doesn't have to be, you know, you don't have to change the world. One step at a time. One person at a time. And I think that's great for people who are not confident or comfortable yet with networking. Just set a goal, just one, just one and see what happens. Tracy, do you have any thoughts on that? Well, from that one person, then there could be a second person, you know, once you find out, hey, I did it and I was accepted. It was okay. Just like us three. I met you (laughs) and then I met Donna Lisa and here we are making magic. Exactly. I mean, just that would happen and ask open ended questions because there's nothing worse if you're somewhere and you talk to someone. Have you ever been here before? Yes. It's the worst that that, it's the worst. Yeah. I mean, you're not getting full dialogue then. And it's, it, it will make you more uncomfortable as well if it's like that. So really try to steer. And again, the tell me about, or talk to me about, you know, those open-ended questions will really help conversation flow. Right. And for our listeners have to be work stuff either. I know. No, tell me, what do you like to have? What do you like to do for fun or, you know, what do you do on the weekends? Or, you know, I don't know. I feel like we we create this box of what we think networking should look like and the questions that we should ask. And it's like, I think if we just went in there and, and we're just looking for our next friend. Right. Like, like we would before we grew up when we were yeah. looking for our next friends. We didn't ask them about what they did or what corporation they worked for. Or, you know, these measurables that weren't significant to the relationship. And I want to clarify what an open-ended question is. An open-ended question, I know you two ladies know. Any any sentence that starts with what, why, when, where, how. Did I get all of them? 
what, why, when, where, how. Anytime you start a sentence with those words, you're going to have an open-ended question. You're going to get dialogue. And one other tip I want to give on this is when you are networking or meeting people in general, abide by the 80-20 rule, which means you only talk 20% and you let the other person talk 80%. That way you're going to get to know somebody. And that way when you do engage in them, it's not like it's all about me. It's tell me about you. So it's about practicing your listening skills too. Exactly. And I, I think our body language also says so much. I mean, smile, be approachable smile. when you're at something like that. And even when you're uncomfortable, if you just smile, someone's going to smile back at you. And that kind of absolutely happens all the time. time. But I have found and I think I've shared this with you before, even with um, like my my daughter who has said you you will always talk to people. And I say, yes, but they always reply back, don't yeah. they? And she says, yes. Yeah. Yeah. I think body language is, that's, that's a good point. Like smiling and, you know, how, where are your hands? I know for myself, I, I cross my arms period and, mm-hmm. it's, not, and it's never a defensive nature. I, and I know that, uh, cause I, sometimes I just don't know what to do with my hands. So I cross my arms and I realize that a lot of people perceive that as a defensive posture. Um, mm-hmm. so I've had to, you know, again, make that mental note when we go into an, a room or uh, we're networking or something to not cross my arms. So. Right. Right. Just be open. And I think to not believe what other people are always saying in those situations. I think I told you in incidents when I was selling something and a person over at another table said, nobody's going to buy any of those. Nobody here will buy those. And here I was just selling away that, you know, we don't want to uh, lose our confidence if something doesn't work for somebody else. I think that's really important when people are out, especially in a, not just networking, but if they're trying to sell something and we're going by your booth and you aren't looking up, I'm not going to want to stop there. Right. Right. Yeah. I think you bring up another good point, like losing your confidence. I think it's also, you know, realizing that um, you're not going to always hit it out of the ballpark every time you go out there. And it's, it's always being willing to kind of come back and give yourself that grace and ask yourself, you know, what went well and, you know, maybe what could I do differently next time so that I um, can be more confident or, you know, what are, what's some inner dialogue that I can tell myself when I'm walking into a room and um, being willing to uh, always kind of adjust and pivot as you need to, to develop that confidence. Right. I be- I believe in that. And I know many times before I'm going to speak or something, I will stop for a minute for myself and say, take a deep breath, slow down. I mean, have positive self-talk before you start something like that really, really makes a difference. And maybe yeah. before you go in the networking event or sales event, just tell yourself, I'm, again, as you said, meet many people. I'm going to feel good about this. I'm going to make a lot of sales today. And I think that helps uh, set the tone for you as well. Yeah. Positive self-talk is always a good thing. Definitely. Well, Tracy and Donna Lisa, I want to thank you so much for joining me today. You have both been tremendous resources. But how can our listeners get in touch with you if they want to learn more about you or have you in their podcast? Well, I'll let Donna Lisa go with that. (laughs) Yes. 
So you can find us at um, TWU Center for Women Entre- Entrepreneurs. Um, you can go to the About Us page and uh, the profile for Tracy's on there. You can reach her there. Um, you can reach me um, there as well. And then, of course, you can find us on social media, and Donalisa handles all of that so they can see yes, what all we're doing. You can find us at TWU, CWE, and we are on uh, Facebook, LinkedIn, um, Instagram, and YouTube. We have a lot of resources on YouTube for women business owners. Thanks for having us. It was so much fun. Thank you. I remember what my confidence was like back in college, way, way back in the dark ages in the 80s. I was uncertain of myself and my future, but we didn't have all the outside influences that young women have today, like iPhones, social media, and the job market is different. So I understand why women today have different challenges and issues. Here are my two tips on confidence for college women today. The first one is make it a point to get connected in your community now, meaning get involved with the club or organization at your university. Putting yourself out there now will help you develop leadership skills that can be used on your resume once you have graduated and you are in the job market. I know this may seem like common sense, but it will help you build your confidence and skill set. Secondly, Know that you're not alone if you feel unsure and vulnerable about making new things happen for yourself. Find a support system in your friends and community to help you find the confidence and direction that will best serve you. You don't have to do this alone. Those are my parting words for you today. This is Holly Kaplan. Cheers until the next episode of Talking Confidence. Thank you, Talking Confidence listeners, for joining me today for this episode. If you would like to connect with me personally for confidence coaching or speaking events, you can reach me at hollycaplin.com. If you would like to buy my book, Surviving the Dick Click, A Girl's Guide to Surviving the Male-Dominated Corporate World, you can find your copy at amazon.com. Thanks.